You know, they say that domestic violence can come in many forms. It could be emotional or physical, and it can be against a woman or a man. And I heard it's real bad in celebrity couples and their relationships. Like, for example, right, like Holly Berry once said that she was hit so hard by one of her ex-boyfriends that she lost a hearing in her right ear, but she never exposed the name of who that person was. I heard rumors who it was, but... Now, Holly Berry also said that her mother was also the victim of domestic abuse. So when it happened to her, that's when she knew it was time for her to get out of that relationship. And of course, the whole Ike and Tina relationship. And Tina Turner said the movie what's love got to do with it was accurate Ike Turner was really a violent controlling sociopath but luckily she had the courage to leave before somebody ended up dead and you know like I said right men could be victims too like Lionel Richie but I think <laughs> I think Lionel Richie got caught cheating or something though she put some pain on him his wife I tell you what better yet like comedian Phil Hartman who was married to his wife Bryn for 11 years but she had drug and mental problems and that relationship turned deadly because she shot him in the head shot him in the neck the arm while he was sleeping and then she killed herself I think I'm gonna have to do that story man on Phil Hartman later on and you know this story I'm about to do right now the story I'm about to do is also one that turned deadly involving Michael Jace, who y'all probably know was seen his face in a lot of movies. Now, there wasn't much info about him in his early childhood, his early life, as I was doing my research. Basically, if you search his name, the only thing that really pop up is his acting career and the trouble he's in. Let's get right into it, right? Now, Michael Jace was born July 13th, 1962 in Patterson, New Jersey. Now, in high school, he played basketball and baseball because he was kind of a big guy. Like, he was 6'3 in height, weighing over 200-something pounds. And by the time he got to college, he became interested in acting after seeing his girlfriend at the time take acting classes and... He thought it looked easy, and that's when he found out he was a natural at it. And you know what? That's basically it about his early life and childhood that I found and researched on him. But see, when it comes to his acting career, though, this guy, Michael Jace, has been in a lot of movies with A-list actors. He has over 52 credits, and he's been acting over 20-something years now. I tell you what, let's go through his acting career now. Because like I said, he's associated with a lot of celebrities. Now, his first professional acting role was in 1992 on the show Law & Order. In 1994, he landed a role on the TV show Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And he was featured in the movie Clear and Present Danger as a Coast Guardsman with legendary actor Harrison Ford. He, he was also in the all-time classic movie Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks. 
he played a, a member of the Black Panthers. If y'all remember, that's kind of a funny scene too. In 1995, he played Wade Beamer in the movie titled Strange Days with Angela Bassett as a bodyguard to a corrupt record exec. Now, that same year, he was in the HBO movie titled Tyson as boxer Mitch Green with Michael Jai White and Malcolm Jamal Warner. In 1996, he landed a role as Marvin Shabazz in The Great White Hype with Damon Wayans, Samuel Jackson, Jamie Foxx was in there, Jeff Goldblum, and John Lovitz. That's my movie right there. I'm going to have to watch that. That's a classic, The Great White Hype. Um, he was also in the movie The Fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes, which is a classic too. And he also did episodes for the TV shows Nash Bridges, HBO's Arliss, and the ABC series Dangerous Minds. In 1997, he landed a role of Jerome in the movie Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg and a bunch of other stars. In 1999, he landed his biggest movie role, I think, which is Michael Jordan in the movie Michael Jordan, an American hero. And... I thought the movie was alright. I thought it was okay. It was pretty good. Um, Debbie Allen, Robin Givens, and Lou Rawls was also in that movie with him. The following year in 2000, he starred in The Replacements, playing a prison inmate turned football player with Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. In 2001, he was in the Planet of Apes remake, playing Major Frank Santos with Mark Wahlberg and... He was also in the TV movie Murder, She Wrote, The Last Free Man with Angela Lansbury and Felicia Rashad. In 2002, he was cast as Detective Julian Lowe on FX hit series The Shield. And he appeared in 89 episodes through all seven seasons. And this was probably one of the biggest TV uh, show roles he ever had. I think a lot of people were familiar with his face on this show. Because he plays Officer Julian Lowe, who is a devout Christian whose faith was often at odds with his own homosexuality and the less than moral behavior of some of his fellow officers. I mean, like I said, a lot of movies this guy was in, man. Michael Jace was in a lot of movies. Cradle to the Grave with Jet Li and Dina Mex, Gridiron Gang with The Rock, State of Play with Russell Crowe. Southland with Regina King and many more. Told y'all, man, this guy been in a movie. He been in a lot of movies with the best actors. And you know what? I really believe Michael Jace was probably one hit movie role away from being up there with the greats like Samuel Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne, and Denzel Washington. Now, with that being said, you would think he's loaded with a lot of cash from all those movies and TV shows he did, but later in his career, he started not to get a lot of gigs and he was only pulling in like 70 to 80,000 a year. And around March, 2011, he had to file for bankruptcy because he was in so much debt and he wasn't, he wasn't bringing enough income to pay the bills. In. And that was also causing problems in his marriage with his wife, April Jace, who, he married back in 2003. But see, here's the thing. 
He did file for bankruptcy, but he still owed about $411,000 on his house, which was facing a foreclosure. And they say he did set up a payment plan, but he had fallen behind like $2,000. Plus he owed like $22,000 in state and federal income taxes. And basically he was like 500,000 to a million dollars in debt. Wow. Oh, he's doing all this money, man. He probably won't make that much money, man, when he was acting. And you know what's crazy? I think he was still working on the show Southland at the time. So, like I said, I don't think he's making that much money, though, because acting, his acting work has slowed down. And he probably wasn't trying to work a nine-to-five regular job to pay them bills. But on May 19th, 2014, Michael Jace was charged with the murder of his wife, April Jace. Now, the story goes, now see, April, man, she was a very beautiful woman that was working as a financial aid advisor at Biola University, which was a private Christian school. And she was known for running. She was a track star too. And earlier that day, she had had enough. She had enough. And she finally had the courage to tell Michael that she wanted a divorce after nine years of marriage. Now, after telling him that she wanted a divorce, they had a big argument. And he started accusing her of having an affair, cheating, and that's when she just left the house. Now, after she left the house, right, for hours, Michael just kept texting her trying to guess who she was sleeping with and he was trying to get her to come back to the house that's when she texted him back and told him that she was scared and afraid for her life to come back home because of how angry he was plus she didn't want him to make a scene by throwing things and breaking things up and telling the boys all types of lies they had two sons now so then look right he texted her back, right, and told her he was gone because she was scared to come to the house. So he texted her back and said he was gone and he had left the house. But it was a lie. He never went nowhere. So what he did instead was he grabbed his gun, a revolver, and waited for her as he continued drinking and getting drunk. Next thing you know, she pulls up to the house and she had their two sons with her because she had just picked them up from a baseball game. And when she went inside the house, that's when he confronted her and he told their two sons to go to their room. At the time, they was like five and eight or something like that. So he told the sons to go in their room as they continue arguing again. Next thing you know, Michael Jace shot April in the back. And I'm assuming she probably was trying to leave, shot in the back. Then he tells April, well, since you like to run so much, because she was a track star and she liked to run, he told April, since you like to run so much, why don't you try running to heaven? And then he shot her in her legs. Wow. Shaking my head, man. Now, after shooting her and leaving her to die on the floor, that's when he called the police himself and told them that he had just shot his wife. While waiting for the police, 
He then called April's father and told him that he had just shot April and that someone needed to come and pick up the kids. And he also called her brother and told him the same thing. Wow, it's crazy, man. Now, when the police and the medics arrived around 8.30 p.m. that night, they found April's body dead in the hallway in the house. And their two sons, who were unharmed, was also in the house. And you know what? They saw and witnessed the whole thing. And look, the police, they arrested Michael Jace as he was calmly just waiting outside of the house. Now in handcuffs, the police asked him, like, what happened? And he confessed to the shooting and told them that he was just angry and he snapped. He said all he intended to do was shoot her in the leg so she would feel pain. And he shot in the leg and that was it. <laughs> Look, he tried to say that she lunged at him first and that's when he began to fight back and his intent was not to kill her. Now check this out right now. He said the original plan was to kill himself, but he couldn't follow through. He just couldn't do it. So he took it out on April. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. Now in court, right? He pleaded not guilty in the murder. Now April's lawyer, she wanted him convicted of first degree murder because she has evidence that he planned the killing of April all because he believed she was having an affair and wanted a divorce. The lawyer also had their 10 year old son testify that he heard his father tell his mother, if you like running, then run to heaven. Because everybody knew April was a track star. It was like he was taunting her. Everybody knew she was a track star back in the day and she liked to go running. She was an avid runner. She would run on her lunch break around the track and everything. And she was part of a local running team. Now, Michael Jace's lawyer told the jury that the shooting was an accident and Michael accepts responsibility for killing his wife and is remorseful and he should be convicted of voluntary manslaughter because he shot her in the heat of passion. But April's lawyer responded saying she doesn't know how you can shoot somebody three times, once in the back and twice in the legs and call it an accident because Michael fired his revolver gun that required him to pull a heavy trigger multiple times. Plus, April's lawyer, she had the text messages from April's iPhone as evidence to show that he intended to kill his wife. But here's the kicker though, right? Now, as they started looking deeper into his past life, they found out that back in the day, he had a history of domestic violence and used to abuse his ex-wife named Jennifer Bitterman, who had his first child. And back in 1997, his ex-wife's best friend told the courts she witnessed Michael become violent several times. She said she saw him choke his ex-wife. He slammed her head into the wall while their infant son was crying in the crib next to them. And you know what? Once all the evidence was presented, after a week-long trial, the jury found him guilty of second-degree murder in the shooting death of his wife. And 
Michael was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Now, during the sentencing, Michael tearfully told April family members that were in court that he was sorry. He said there is absolutely no justification for his actions on that night. And he was profoundly sorry for the pain that he caused everyone. And there was no premeditated anything. Now, April Jason's mother, Kate Henry, addressed the court also saying that on that night, April died, man. They both died. The family was heartbroken over this, man. It was heartbroken. You know, after her death, the school Biola University, where she worked as a counselor, created a scholarship in her name. And the director of the school said April was a very joyful person and always ready to joke and laugh with people and easy to get to know. You know what's crazy, man, because the neighbors say that they never saw or heard signs of trouble coming from their household. And there was no evidence of previous domestic violence by Michael towards April. It's just sad, man. You know, because their sons are left without a mother and a father to take care of them. But they're in good hands with the family members and everything. But just sad, man. You know, rest in peace to April Jace, man. She was only 40 years old. You know, they say April, man, she tried her best to make this relationship work, too, with Michael. She tried. She was trying to make it work, but when it's done, it's done. Just terrible, man. Sad, because he did this in front of the kids. Right in front of the kids. Man, you don't, you don't have no... That's crazy.